Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into the weirdest, strangest, and most mysterious corners of the internet. I'm Allie Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stettin. Who are our patrons this week? We've got Samantha and we've got Hazel. Ooh, the color of my eyes and your eyes, I think. Well, yours are like clear blue. blue. Yeah. Well, they're like, they're a weird teal. Yeah. I have like a, a bit gray eye kind of thing going on, like Ooh. a green gray. Yeah. Nice. But also uh, Sister Hazel, one of my favorite 90s bands. Oh, yes. So, Sister Hazel. Yes. What's their hit? I can't think of a single. I can't <laughs> think of a single song either, but I know but my that's a band. band of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, what is our episode on today? Food theme. I think we're, we're going to end the food theme. Yeah, we're we're done with that for now. Maybe return to it. In Maybe the future, you don't but, return. Yeah, but we're moving on. We're moving on. And I think one of the other themes that you wanted to do was like a liars, like a liar, liar, pants on fire theme. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. You know you. And so I found this story that. I'm surprised I've never heard of, and I think maybe I did hear about it like 10 years ago or something, but like, I don't remember this at all. Okay. You might remember it. Doubt it. The Barefoot Bandit. No. Is it Britney Spears at a gas station? Close. Ba-dum-bum. Okay. So back in 2007, a teenager from Kamano Island, which is a little island right outside of Seattle, was in the news for being a fugitive. His name is Colton Harris Moore, and he managed to elude police through a bunch of shenanigans involving stolen cars, boats, and even airplanes. He was known as the Barefoot Bandit because he rarely wore shoes while committing these crimes. (laughs) Ew, nasty ass. (laughs) He was a media sensation 
Or as the kids say today, he went viral. He went viral, yeah. And he had a huge fan base online. Oh my God. And some people called him a hero. Others called him a criminal. But after two years on the run, he was captured in 2010 after crash landing a stolen plane in the Bahamas. Oh my God. So how did how the hell did this all happen? And why was I not? Wait, why was, was there a documentary on this guy? There's been a couple. Was he like on the news and like on Jimmy Kimmel and stuff like that? No. Oh, because remember there was that documentary recently. I think we both watched it. Oh, it was like about that hitchhiker who like. Oh, the hitchhiker who, who killed like, someone. Yeah, and then it turned out like he was in the wrong, but he like went viral. Because, he was like, on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah like and doing he, like, got bits. famous. Yeah, and it turns and out he was like he was not right. He yeah, had a he lot of mental right. issues. Yeah, and he killed someone. So yeah, okay, this but is not, not this guy. him. Yeah, someone. Maybe I'll do my own on him. Okay, next. Yeah, that guy. Ooh, he's Yikes. dead. I think or still alive in jail. I think he's in I jail. Okay, so Colton Harris Moore was born March twenty second, nineteen ninety one. That'd make him thirty two. Uh, his strugger. His strugger. <laughs> his strugger. Tell us about his strugger. His strugger fathered. His father <laughs> struggled with drug abuse and alcohol abuse. Uh, his dad was in prison when Colton was a toddler. And when Colton turned 12, his father, when he was released from prison, walked into the woods after an argument at a family barbecue. He was arrested and not heard from again. Oh, my God. So he had a rough childhood. So yeah. his mom, Pamela, was left to raise him alone. They lived on Kamano Island, where they struggled financially. They lived in a trailer. Uh, his mother also struggled with alcoholism, which resulted in like a pretty unstable and abusive environment for this kid. Yeah. So because of all this, he began exhibiting behavioral issues pretty early on. So by the time he was seven, he was running away from home all the time. He would spend days at a time out in the forests nearby. Ooh. And he would break into vacation homes where he would steal food and like a bunch of camping supplies. Oh, God. And sometimes he would just go into a house just to like soak in a hot bath or steal ice cream from the freezer. <laughs> Sounds nice to me. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his first arrest and conviction for stolen property was when he was 12 years old. And within a year, he began serving time at Juvie. He just got more convictions. Problem child. Yeah. Yikes. He was diagnosed with depression, ADHD, and this thing called intermittent explosive disorder. What's that? Like a rage thing? Yeah. Like, it's, I didn't know this was a thing, but I guess it's just like, you have outbursts of like explosive anger and violence, like triggered by inconsequential events. Like it's just kind of randomly, you just get triggered by something. You just have like rage. It's connected Weird. to like bipolar disorder. Yeah, I was say, it seems, yeah. Just having like outbursts. Yikes. So Colton was eventually transferred to the alternative school because he was a bad boy. He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. But by ninth grade, he slowly stopped going to school and he just eventually dropped out. I was like, who really needs high school anyway? Yeah. During this time, CPS, Child Protective Services, paid several visits to their home for suspected neglect or abuse, and Colton was placed in temporary foster care. And then on 
July 14, 2006, when Colton was 15, a warrant was issued for his arrest after he failed to attend a mandatory court date. And so when he heard that he was wanted by the police, he went on the lamb. He's like, fuck that. I'm not turning Never myself in. Never a good in. idea. <laughs> yeah. He set up hidden campsites deep in the woods on the, the island where he lived. Okay. And he would continue to break into vacation rentals for food and supplies, which is like a pretty good idea. Yeah. I mean. And if the homes had computers in them, he would hop on the internet and teach himself how to steal identities. Oh, wow. But he would apply for credit cards in the homeowner's name and then would check their mailboxes to get the cards. That's honestly not a bad idea. Yeah, I don't suggest it, it's not a bad idea. Pretty smart. And he would use those cards to buy food and expensive high-tech survival gear. He bought these like $6,500 night vision goggles so he could like see the police easier if they were <laughs> That's really funny. That's very funny. <laughs> but unfortunately, he was captured and arrested on February 9th, 2007. He had been on the run for more than six months and was now facing 23 criminal charges, most of which were from the burglaries of these vacation homes. Oof. So he made a deal with the prosecutors. He pled guilty to three of the crimes. So he got a three-year sentence at Green Hill School, which is a high-security juvenile detention facility. Because he's like still, he's like 16 at this time. Oh, God, that's so sad. So he, at this like juvenile detention center, he was very well behaved. Oh, good boy. And he was transferred to the Griffin Home Residential Treatment Center on February 14th, 2008. So when he was 17. And it was like a minimum security halfway home used to transition troubled youths back into society. So obviously people thought that like his good behavior was just like a ruse in order to get transferred right. to a place that was like easier to escape. Colton's always a step ahead. Yeah. Two months after that, he did just that and he snuck out an unlocked window. Oh my God. And then a felony warrant was soon issued for his arrest. Oh geez. So then after breaking out of this Griffin home, he stole a car and he drove back to Kamano Island where he lived out in the woods, broke into vacation homes, stole more food and supplies. But this time, the police were better prepared. They made sure to have plenty of reinforcements to make sure he was captured. Oh, God. And then this was the time when, like, the local media became aware of Colton. And this is when all the news stories began popping up about him. Yeah. And on July 28th, or no, July 18th, 2008, there was a car chase on the news. You love a car chase. I love a car chase. I love a car chase. And the police were following a black Mercedes that was seen driving erratically. Oof. And the car stopped and the driver suddenly jumped out and ran off into the woods. Oh, my God. The best car chases are where the person gets out of the gets car out. and starts running. Yes, 100%. That's when it gets exciting. Yeah. And you're like, go, go, come on. Did OJ ever get out or did he just keep driving? Didn't he drive back to his house? Oh, I think he did. Yeah. Is that what happened? weirdo or did they stop on the freeway and he like got a, i swear he drove back to his house or something yeah that was exciting that was an exciting day that was an exciting day yeah colton ran off they didn't find him he ran off into the woods they didn't find him and then inside the mercedes 
the police found a ton of stolen credit cards, cell phones, and a camera that the driver had used to take selfies. And when they looked oh, through the yeah. camera, they saw pics of Colton. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta chronicle your adventures for a Taking nice little selfies. album. <laughs> so there's one photo that went viral of him lying on his back in the forest and looking straight up at the camera. Oh, and I, I think I remember this photo. If you Google him. Can you find it? Yeah, I was going to say. It's the first photo that comes up. It's just him lying with a little smirk on his face. It's a good Tinder pic for him. It is. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> just enjoying life. Yeah. these are there. There's like a ton of him just like. It's very funny. Just yeah. taking selfies back in That's 2008. That's really funny. Uh, so by this time, he got his nickname from his habit of committing crime as well, barefoot. And he sometimes left footprints behind. So he was known as the Barefoot Bandit. Mm. So Colton decided to escape from Kamano Island. So he stole a boat and drove to Orcas Island, which is a little north of where he was. Mm. But then soon after his arrival in August 2008, the county sheriff's office began receiving an increasing number of burglary reports. Dun, dun, dun. I wonder who it was. I wonder who it was. It's not Yogi Bear. Yeah. So they got so bad that on October 2nd, 2008, the Orcas Island Chamber of Commerce ha- held a special meeting to address all these break-ins. Oh, my God. And the police were on high alert. And they assumed it was Colton, obviously. Uh, so then on November 12th, 2008, Colton took his escape to another level. Oh, Jesus. Uh, literally. <laughs> so the police were hip to his Orcas Island burglaries. Hip. So he decided to, they were hip. So he decided to escape. But instead of stealing a boat, he stole a fucking plane. That's crazy. Yeah. A Cessna 182 single engine plane. Those tiny, those tiny planes. Despite having no previous flying experience. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Like, did he know? (laughs) He had never flown a plane before. He was able to successfully take off from the island. He flew 300 miles to the east where he crash landed the aircraft on the Yakima Indian Reservation and escaped before police could arrive. Lunatic. So it turns out he taught himself how to fly from reading aircraft manuals and playing this uh, Microsoft oh, like Flight Simulator. I mean, honestly, though, like, wasn't there some sort of conspiracy that, like, they do all those flight simulators and war games to try to get people into the military and stuff? Yes, that is a that is a conspiracy. So, I mean, he probably you can probably pretty well learn how to fly a plane. Yeah, playing you know plane pilot. Yeah, Nintendo. I flew a plane once. Excuse me. I flew a plane. <laughs> Tell us more, please. <laughs> me and uh, Martin, we wanted to take flying lessons. This was like three three or four years ago. Yeah? We went to the Santa Monica airport. How was it? And Martin took a, he took a few. You were done after one. And then I took one lesson. I went up in an airplane. I flew an airplane. Did you not like it or what happened? No, I did. I think it was like, 2019 not a good year for flying for you no it was just not a good year it it takes you have to go to a lot of lessons it takes a long time it's very expensive and 
it just, I liked it, but I was like, I don't know that I need You're to. You're like, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Martin was more into it. It just, I don't know. It takes a long time. It was fun. Like, it, I thought it was going to be terrifying. But once yeah. I got up there, I was like, oh, this is, I'm not scared at all. I can't be a pilot, actually, because of my vision. Oh. Because I don't have peripheral vision, which would oh. get in the way. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So that's one of like the only job. Well, I mean, there's a lot of jobs I can't have just because of my intelligence, but that's one of the <laughs> only jobs I can't have because of my vision. Well, I can't be a neurosurgeon because I yeah, don't know of my, to do it. Because of my vision. <laughs> because of my brain. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, wow. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, you can't see planes. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> But it's really hard to keep the plane steady. Yeah, I would imagine. Called the yaw, which is like how a plane like stays kind of steady. Yeah. And if you take your eye off of like the point for a second, the plane will like go sideways. You have to like stare at a point on the horizon, point your plane to it, make sure it's pointing. Otherwise, you're just going to go totally sideways. It's yeah. I don't have the concentration for that. It's tricky. It is very tricky. Wow. But yeah, landing planes. I mean, I didn't land the plane. The instructor landed it for me because it's very complicated. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, I think I have a picture. I think I took a selfie while I was flying. <laughs> I'll post it. Oh my God. Yeah, please post it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he learned through the Microsoft F- Flight Simulator. I mean, yeah, it's not that hard if you just know how to get it up in the air. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's pretty easy. Yeah, you did it. Uh, kind of. So then... <laughs> It turned out the stolen plane belonged to this guy named Bob Rivers, who was a popular radio host on Seattle station KZOK FM. (laughs) Bob Rivers, KZOK. Bob learned of the theft immediately after signing off from his morning radio show. And a year later, Bob commented about the incident. He said, I don't buy this folk hero stuff. I was furious that something like this could happen. I really want yeah. him caught. Well, yeah, I he stole too. your plane and you crashed yeah, of it. Of course. Uh, following the plane heist, Colton stole a bunch of cars. He was still in the run. And this kid is young. Like, if you Google the picture of him, he's like a, yeah. a boy. I mean, he's Eight, not 17, like nine, 18. But he's, yeah, he's a kid. He traveled to Reno, Sacramento, Washington. And while on the run, he had 10 charges filed against him, including identity theft and illegal flight to avoid prosecution. Oh, God. So he's got all these charges. Right. This is actually really reminding me that I need to pay my speeding ticket. Uh-oh. Because I think like, it's like due fee. in May. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in two, or May 2009, about six months after the plane incident, Colton returned to Kamano Island. So he's still on the run six months after stealing a plane. Jeez. On uh, the early morning hours of June 19th, 2009, he broke into a patrol car that was parked in front of a Idiot. deputy's house and stole Idiot. police equipment. Oh, that's better than stealing the car. I got scared for a second. Like, that's pretty ballsy, ballsy. to go to a cop's house. Yeah. And <laughs> be like, fuck this. I'm going to steal. I'm going to break into his car in front of his house. Like, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. He stole a cell phone, we a rifle. We saying the same sentences and it's the same weird. word every three seconds. I don't it like weird. it. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So he stole a gun, rifle. And in response, the sheriff's department ramped up efforts to capture him. 
But who are they fooling? This kid's a genius. Yeah, who are they fooling? Who are they fooling? So he was 18 now. And he's always managed to stay several steps ahead of the police. Crazy. Um, Throughout the summer of 2009 and well into the fall, he continued his island hopping on September 11th. Never forget. 2009. He stole his second plane, a Cirrus... SR-22, which is like another one of those small planes, from the San Juan Island Public Airport, flew it to the Orcas Islands, landing it on the island's public airport runway. Like, just flew to this airport. was like, hey, guys, just land in my stolen plane. He then stole a boat, sailed to Point Roberts. He did a bunch of burglaries and then made his way to Bonner's Ferry in northern Idaho. Jesus Christ. Just terrorizing the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) So on September 29, 2009, he broke into a Bonner's Ferry airplane hangar, stole a Cessna 182. A what? Which A Cessna 182. What is that? It's like a private jet type plane. Sorry, Uh, not all of us know that. (laughs) You don't know what a Cessna (laughs) 182 is? You don't know every type of PJ? (laughs) It is a Cessna. I just know Cessna is a is a private. Oh no, it's like a four seater. It's just a, they're all it's they're all tiny planes. Yeah, a tiny plane. Uh, he managed to fly that 260 miles to the west. He was trying to make it back to Kamano Island, but the plane ran out of fuel, so he crash landed near Granite Falls. It's this is crazy. his second crash landing. It's crazy that he's crash landing. And surviving, I guess if you know, kind of just like, if you know you're running out of fuel and you just kind of like slowly glide it to the ground, it'll eventually stop, I guess. Yeah, it's just so weird because like sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to survive a paper cut. And other people are like, I crash landed a plane and I'm chill. Yeah, like Harrison (laughs) Ford has crashed like 10 times. and Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. But I guess if you know you're going to land or crash, you can sort of do it. Yeah, without dying, I don't know. Let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to bonus episodes, shoutouts, merch discounts, and more. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. Oh, we got to make more merch. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, we will shout you out. And Erios has a hotline. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. There's nothing we can do about the 20 rings, unfortunately, (laughs) before you leave your voicemail. But that's a good time to maybe plan what you're going to say. Think some thoughts. Do your Um, taxes. Do your taxes. Write a Oh, wait. It's it's past tax. Well, you're fucked. Your taxes were due. Well, I think in California, you could have gotten an extension due to um, weather. Oh, weather. Yeah, because the weather was so bad. Ta- it's this weird Wait, thing. Why? Because of, <laughs> of the rains. You get a tax extension because it rained? Yeah, because the rain was so bad. There's like all this weird shit you can get, like a weather. What? I know. I don't, okay, I great. don't get it. Yeah. Love it. Anyways, call us. <laughs> Bear through, or you could t- tell us about taxes. We don't did know you do your taxes? taxes. Did you get an extension? <laughs> I still give my shit to my dad, and he does it for me. Listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, keep them coming. We'll play them on our mailbag episodes. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, on to our program. During the investigation into the Idaho... I pl- <laughs> yes. During the investigation... <laughs> Of the Idaho airplane hangar, police discovered telltale set of footprints. Uh-oh. When asked about the plane theft and her son's involvement, Colton's mom told reporters, I'm proud of him. I was going to send him to flight school, but I guess I don't have to. <laughs> well, that's one way to look at it, I guess. That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Colton, yeah, he's flying now? Oh, yeah, great. look at him. <laughs> look at him. My little pilot. <laughs> On October 2nd, 2009, a new felony warrant was issued to Colton for forced entry burglary, followed two months later by a federal arrest warrant from stealing the third plane. My God. By this time, he had become the prime suspect for approximately 100 thefts throughout Washington, Idaho, and Canada most of which involved cars, airplanes, and speedboats. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He didn't give a fuck, and he stole yet another Cirrus SR-22 from the Anacortes Airport on February 10th, 2010, which he later landed on Orcas Island. He's making it seem very early to steal a plane. I mean, very. he's making it seem very easy to steal a plane. Yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of, if there's just a plane hanging out, 
I guess people don't normally lock up their airplanes because who's going around? Yeah, who's going to steal it? Stealing. Pl- I guess you just keep it in a building, I guess. I don't, well, I don't know. know. Or you just keep planes on runways. Yeah. Maybe you need a key, you need a key to start a plane. Like ignition? Like how does it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I should have paid attention when I learned how to fly. Yeah, when you live, no when you're flying. I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm in the air. <laughs> Uh, the following day, he burglarized a local store, homegrown grocery, stealing more than a thousand dollars in cash. Now, this is funny to troll the police. He used chalk to draw a trail of cartoonish looking feet that That walked up and down the aisles of the store. The footprints ended with a message. See ya. Oh, my God. Like C dash Y (laughs) A. That's this funny. <laughs> that is funny. So at this, this point, guy. the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security had also become involved in the hunt. Several agents were sent to Orcas Island. Coast Guard cutters patrolled the offshore waters on a lookout for suspicious watercraft. There was a Black Hawk helicopter was flown to help with the man hunts. Oh, my God. And I was like, how big is this island? But it's like... I think the sh- the coastline is like 15 miles. So that's like, that's a yeah. lot of land to patrol. And so again, Colton was able to escape the island, made it to nearby San Juan Island, where he then piloted a stolen boat back to Kamano Island. Oh my God. And then soon after, the FBI placed a $10,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of him. Jesus Christ. Like, is this guy really good or are the cops and FBI really, really stupid? Bad? <laughs> I mean, it's it seems like a little bit of both. Like, this guy seems yeah. pretty impressive for a yeah. teen. Yeah. Um, and then on May 31st, 2010, a handwritten note and $100 in cash was found at a veterinary clinic in Raymond. The note read, drove by, had some extra cash. Please use this money for the care of animals. Okay, he's my king. I know. I read that. I was like, what a nice guy. Okay. Colton. King Colton. Like, we come Colton. on. What do you, come on. That's nice. That's a good boy right there. That's a good boy right there. That's a good boy right there. <laughs> he signed it. Colton Harris Moore, AKA the Barefoot Bandit. Oh, he's a lover of animals. Yeah. That's so nice. Sweet boy. Uh, but unfortunately, he got captured oh, no. in the Bahamas. So in June 2010, Colton evaded the police in Washington, made his way across the country in a series of stolen vehicles, made it as far east as Illinois. Mm. Then on July 4th, 2010, a Cessna was reported stolen from an airport in Bloomington, Indiana. Whoa. I'll give you one guess as to who it is. Is it Colton? It is. So Colton's (laughs) intended destination was Cuba. Due to its oh, lack of extradition treaties yes. with the U.S. government. Have you ever been to Cuba? No. I kind of want to go. I know. Do You're you allowed to go now, aren't you? Yeah, because I think you used to need like a special visa, but I think you can just you can just go there. I think you can go now. You can go there and hang out. Aren't like all the like, cars super old there? Yeah, it's they... like everything's like from the 50s, I think. Yeah. Sounds cool, Colton. So he made it as far as the Bahamas, where he was forced to crash land a plane near Great Abaco Island. Oh, my God. So he, again, crash landed a plane, survived. Third time's the charm. 
he found his way to a nearby fishing village where he survived for, for several days by stealing food from nearby stores and restaurants. Oh, my God. That's not very nice. No, real lay-mez situation. But unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. On July 11th, 2010, Colton was captured just before dawn at Harbor Island, Bahamas. A series of tips from local residents led to his location. Bunch of narcs, am I right? Yeah, it's seriously rats. The police managed to close in on the bandit after he ran a stolen boat onto a sandbar and became stuck just a short distance from the shore. Oh, Colton. No, the sandbar. <laughs> uh, not taking any chances, the police shot out the boat's engine and ordered him to put his hands in the air. Colton responded by putting a gun to his head and threatening to pull the trigger. He was talked out of it and soon surrendered to the authorities. Oh, yikes. At least he pulled it on himself and not anyone else. Yeah, he's not. at least he didn't kill anyone. Yeah. Uh, two days later, he was extradited from Nassau, Bahamas to Miami, where he was held until July 21st, and then he was transferred to the Federal Detention Center in SeaTac, uh, which is in Seattle, and then he was held there for the next two years while he faced numerous charges at county, state, and federal levels. So after being sentenced to seven years of state prison time, and an additional six years by the Island County Court, he proceeded to federal district court in Seattle to face federal charges. And on January 27, 2012, a U.S. District Court judge advised Colton that it was time for a new life flight plan. Ooh, no pun intended. No pun intended. And sentenced him to six years in prison. So, which is not that much. No, not, not too bad. Six not too shabby. Yeah. So Colton told, told the court that he was genuinely remorseful for his crimes and that when he got out of prison, he planned to work to become an aeronautical engineer. Oh, good for him. His county, state, and federal prison times were co consolidated. So he was transferred to the Stafford Creek Correction Center in Aberdeen to begin serving a six-year sentence. So all those sentences were... Wow, whittled down. currently. So soon after reporting to prison, he sold the rights to his life story to 20th Century Fox for $1.4 million, all of which went to restitution because there's the Son of Sam law. What is that? I don't know what that is. Where you can't make money from your crimes. Oh. I, I know that's in New York because that was, um. who's that? Anna Delvey? That, oh uh, the yeah, scamming. yeah, the, the yeah, yeah, the um, she scammer? couldn't make money from selling her story. Oh, interesting. Or it had to be paid back, paid back to all her victims before oh. she could make money. Well, that's so a I good way was... to pay back your victims, so it's yeah. not out of pocket. I wonder if what if Jen Shaw. I wonder if she's going to try to make money to pay back her victims. Yeah, how does I mean, that it's smart? Mm -hmm. How does that work? Yeah, she's good. Uh, in twenty sixteen. Colton's mother, Pam, was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, Aww. and her prognosis was terminal, so Colton Aww. set up a GoFundMe page soliciting funds to have his mother's body cryogenically frozen. Excuse me? With the hope that her body could be later revived and cured of cancer when technology allowed for such things. Okay. Twist. That's yeah. a twist. 
a real mother-son love story at the end of the day. At the end of the day, he's just trying to get his mom cryogenically yeah. frozen, like Walt Disney's head. Right. Uh, he wrote on the GoFundMe page, cryonic preservation is the only solution to save Pam. Mm-hmm. So he wanted $230,000 for the procedure. Uh, he only raised $2,170. Oh, no. His mother died on May 17th, 2016. Oh, that's sad. Uh, since he hadn't met his goal, all the money was refunded to the donors. I'd like to know who donated to cryogenically freeze Pam. Yeah. I know. I mean, I know I did. I don't know who Yeah, I was going to say did. Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I donated like $5. Uh, so on September 2nd, 2016, Colton Harris Moore, now 25, was released from prison wow. on probation. I mean, that's one of the benefits of going to prison young. True. You still got your whole life ahead of you. You got your whole life ahead of you. You stay out of trouble. You're in prison. You yeah. just you just read a lot of books, you know. Yeah, you're, you're not getting into any trouble. Take some classes. Take some classes. Uh, so he went to live at a halfway house near Seattle. He took a part time clerical job with John Henry Brown, the attorney who represented him in court. Oh, so the attorney. It's kind of weird when people do that. Like Casey Anthony. Yeah, I think it's a little strange when that happens. That's a little odd. That Casey yeah. Anthony was living in this in that guy's like right. house yeah it's weird but i mean didn't she i think she went to disneyland recently casey anthony what yeah i think i saw pictures that she went to <laughs> disneyland recently what a wild life i know what is she man i don't know it's crazy that she hasn't dyed her hair chain using a different name yes Use yeah, a like different last name. Full facial reconstructive surgery. Yeah. Like, it's bizarre. It's really wild. Yeah. So then December 2016, Colton started another GoFundMe page, hoping to raise more than $125,000 for flight school training. He wrote on his page, Now I am 25 years old, free and ready to do it legally. I love Woo! airplanes, but I will never steal one or break the law again. I broke the law big league when I was younger, but now it's time to focus on my career and life in the free world. However, despite the $1.4 million he received from 20th Century Fox, he still owed his victims $129,000. So as a result, he was ordered to halt fundraising efforts until that balance had been paid. Interesting. So his GoFundMe had raised $1,600, all of which went to court-ordered restitution. And then on his Twitter account, which has since been deleted, he tweeted, I feel like my dream has been crushed. What a terrible feeling. Oh, poor baby. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, His last public appearance occurred May 2019. He was interviewed on KTTH 770 (laughs) in Seattle by a conservative radio personality, Jason Rance. Oh, During the interview, he talked about how his lifelong interest in airplanes had resulted in his first memorable flight back in 2008 when he piloted a stolen Cessna. He said, it's this uncontrollable obsession. That's really what it is. It's something that you have dreamt about and waited for your entire life. 
And out of all the possibilities of that moment, no matter what scenario or situation you could find yourself in, that one moment, you were exactly where you were supposed to be, and I wonder if I'll ever feel that again. It's one of those moments that I think you only get once or twice in your entire life. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's obsessed with airplanes, obsessed with flying airplanes. I wonder if this is what like his whole incentive was. He just wanted to get his yeah. hands on a plane. Uh, he also said about his future, I think it's going to be difficult to have a normal life. I really do. In fact, I don't think I'm ever going to have a normal life. So since that interview, he completed his probation. He's remained reclusive, erasing yeah. all traces of himself on any no social media pages. <laughs> his current whereabouts are unknown. I looked on Twitter. There is an account, but it's actually not him. Real Colton X. Oh. It's someone's like, I'm holding it for Colton if he ever wants to come back. Oh, my God. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. And then there's two. There's a couple documentaries, The Barefoot Bandit from 2014 and Fly Colt Fly. Uh, and then this is on his Wikipedia. In December 2015, Colton began publishing a blog, which has since been taken down. His stated intent was to break his long-standing silence and to voice his support for presidential candidate Donald Trump. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. boy. But I found this. He did this interview. Um, he said, I don't dislike Hillary Clinton. I'm sure she's a very nice person. She's not a heinous person. But if it's a choice of Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump... Given the state of this country and we're not in a good position right now, it's very bad. Internationally with trade, the economy, the infrastructure, taxes, on and on. This country well, gets hates it. Donald Trump. It's as simple as that. Yeah, he knows. He knows how it goes. Sure. Sure. Smart sure. Guy. Yeah. I trust I trust Colton's opinions on politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's nowhere to be found. Um, I think he might be living in Tacoma, Washington. Huh. Uh, there's a Facebook page of colton fans people who are fans of his that is so weird yeah it's really weird and i was reading some of the the comments on this photo of him because he's like he's not a bad looking dude yeah he's fine he's not a bad looking dude he's like fine he's not like fine damn he's fine he's fine <laughs> uh this one comment from this person named lulu he seriously is so stinking handsome Heart eye emojis. He should be the face of some corny cologne ad called Dangerous Desire or something. Ha ha. I think it's intriguing how humble and modest he is. But we want more pictures, Colton. Okay, well, that's bananas. <laughs> Dangerous Desire. He looks just like a, a classic teen from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just, yeah, everyone's like, hope you're doing all right, man. Much respect to you. Uh, someone wrote, it would have been all that fresh outdoor air 12 years ago, giving him a good complexion. Oh my God. He's like a heartthrob to these people. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know where he hasn't been on the internet. Bizarre. Wow. Nowhere Hashtag to be found. where's Colton? Yeah. Like if I was him, like you should like write a book or something or like, yeah, my remember that? what was catch me if you can. That's based off of. A real person. Yeah. And that person ended up like working for the the FBI or the CIA or something. Like Yeah. Colton see like he's I mean, a he's smart like a kid. smart guy. Like he would he could probably be oh well maybe that's why he's off the grid. Maybe he's working for the CIA now. 
Oh, like maybe he was recruited for the CIA or the maybe. FBI, and that's why he's, so he's off got the grid. great like instincts of how to like yeah survive and, and like get away maybe from people. I mean, he maybe seems like a smart, a smart, resourceful guy. Yeah, learned how to fly a plane at sixteen. I mean, I mean that's crazy. Yeah, so guy. you know what? Maybe maybe he's like working for the government now and that's why he's off the grid that's a good didn't even think of that that's a good point well that's why there's two of us uh-huh <laughs> congrats colton on your job with the yeah, uh, cia yeah Might we're really he's probably now? like jason borning around town yeah i don't think he's ever going to come back for that twitter handle you might want to yeah, give no, it up yeah give it up probably change his name yeah we got for mm-hmm. sure yeah, because he's, th- he's 32 now. Oh, yeah. He's deep in the CIA. He's like deep in there now. He's deep in there now. Yeah, he's deep undercover. We don't... Who knows where who this knows? guy well, is congrats now. to Colton for your new job in the CIA. Yeah, we're really, really happy <laughs> for really you. Happy for we you. wish you all the best. And that's all. That's it. That's the story of Colton Harris Moore, the Barefoot, Moore, barefoot Bandit. Wow. Um, well, guys, if you know anything about Colton, his whereabouts now, if he's in the CIA, if you are, if you're into bare feet and want to tell us something about that fetish, if you're Melissa, listening to this, <laughs> Colton, you can email us anonymously and yes, let us know. Do. Just write yes or no. Yes, if you're in the CIA. Yes. Oh, no, that's huge. Yeah. If like, you're not. Give us like a secret code. Give us a sign. Yeah, just give us some sort of sign. We would love to know that. Um, <laughs> Melissa, where can people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. All right. Well, I am Allie, cryogenically frozen seagull. And I am Melissa, catch me if you can, Stetton. All right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Powered by ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.